0: How are we doing this morning, church? We're good? All right. Hey, you may be seated. Thank you, Ben. I'll get you up later on again. As Pastor Dan said, we're in a series called Worshiping Servant-Hearted Warriors, um, Servant-Hearted Worshiping Warriors, whichever way you want to call it. It came from a, um, a preach that Pastor John gave at Powerhouse Conference okay? And it's called the wilderness test. So I encourage you, look it up. Just go to YouTube, type in C3 Powerhouse um, wilderness test. Now, if you're online, don't go there right now. Do it afterwards, okay? <laughs> Stay with me. Hello online. You're going you're gonna to hear a powerful word because I think God's going to speak to you in your lounge room, wherever you're watching. It's going to be a powerful morning. We ready, church? Awesome. Hey, I just wanted to recap real quick what Pastor John talked about in that message. So he he talked about a wilderness, okay? so And he said it like this, a wilderness test is a God-ordained season you go through to prepare you for His purpose and His promise, okay? Now, here's the thing that I got as I was preparing for this message, is that when we're in a wilderness test, it's not necessarily because we're doing things wrong, and it 's definitely not because God doesn 't love us, because here 's the thing like I 'm in business, I have children, and i put and I put my people to the test, not because i don 't like them, not because i don't want them to succeed, but I want to know that they have what it takes to go that next level and that 's what the wilderness test is all about it's not um, it's not to to, to put you down or anything like that. It's not to, to crush your spirit. It's actually to raise you up. It's actually to prepare you for a season that God has for you. And and here's the thing, though, in the wilderness, and I know this because I'm going to share a quick story about where, where we've been in terms of a wilderness once before, my wife and I. But in the wilderness, I, I know this, and you may be feeling this right now. You may have been in a wilderness or once coming, but I know that sometimes it just feels like at God's real distant in the wilderness. That's a real feeling. Sometimes you're probably, you're thinking, God, I'm praying all these prayers, and you're not answering them. What's going on? That can be a very real thing in the wilderness. Or you just feel like, I don't even know where to go anymore. But that's the exact thing God wants to do. He wants to actually direct your path. He wants to get you onto his path. He wants to develop something in you. He doesn't just want to hand it to you. He, wants you. he wants you to know that you've got this. And I want to tell you this morning, if you are in the wilderness, if you're feeling that spirit, that, that heaviness, that distance from God, I want to tell you God's right there for you. He is right there with you. He's, he loves you. He's got a plan for you. He's got a purpose for you. And this morning, I just want to unpack, as I said, things that he wants to develop in us. And it's a servant heart. It's a worshiping heart. And it's a worrying heart. A warrior ring heart. There it is. (laughs) It's a little bit hard to get that one out. But um, as I said, I've gone through a wilderness season about eight years ago. And it was shortly after we joined this church. But it was kind of came out of just a lot of bad decisions that I've made. And for me, it was a financial wilderness. So at the time our business just wasn't doing what it's meant to do. You know how a business is supposed to generate profit? It's supposed to grow? It wasn't doing that. <laughs> it was frustrating. It was actually going backwards. And, um, and what was happening is, as the business started going backwards, I started relying on credit cards. I started relying on debt. And before I knew it, I got into a spiral of bad debt where we literally ended up in 60 grand of bad debt. When you wake up in the morning and you've got two credit cards, you've got no money in the bank, and um, the landlord rings asking where rent is, that's not a good morning. And I remember that day, um, it happened, and I actually call it my turning point moment, because it's finally the day where I surrendered my business and finances to God. And I remember it like yesterday. We're, we're, um, I, was, I was praying in the kitchen at King's Beach. Uh, we had an apartment overlooking the beach. It was awesome, praying, praying. But just this weight, I felt distance from God. And I just said, God, I can't do this anymore. I surrender my business, this financing over to you. I can't do it on my own anymore. And that day, God actually met me right there. He met me when I surrendered that, when I actually let that go, because that's the first step. He's looking, okay, it's not just you doing it all anymore. You want to become my servant. I'm going to empower you. You want to start worshiping me because of who I am, not because of what I can do for you. And he started turning me into a warrior. And I want to, I want to cover those three things. And um, the key scripture that God gave us during that season is written in Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. This is the scripture that I stood on. This is the scripture that carried me through that season. It's the scripture that is literally a live scripture for me. So I want to preach out of this this morning. I want to just take a moment to read it out, make some observations, and then we're going to get into it. Does that sound good? Awesome. Come on, let's go. So Isaiah 43, 18, 19 says this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. How awesome is that scripture? Man, just reading that, I can feel God just filling me full of faith. But just to kind of break this down as we open up this scripture in terms of context, okay? So a little bit of Bible class here. So this scripture, it's in the Old Testament. It's actually the prophet Isaiah um, speaking the word of the Lord, okay? So this is a message for, um, for the Jews who at the time were actually in captivity in Babylon um, because they, um, they, they diso- disobeyed God, okay? So there was a reason they're in captivity. So that's the scripture that God used or the word or part of the word that God used to send to them. Now, isn't this a beautiful thing? And isn't this just a beautiful um, description of God's nature, even though they're in captivity, even though they're in exile in Babylon, God sends a word of hope to them. That's the goodness of God. If you're in a wilderness season right now, God wants to send a message of hope to you right now. He wants to develop something, and that's what he wanted to do in the Israelites as well. So while this is a prophecy for, um, at the time... For the Jewish people, it's also a prophetic word and pointing forward to what God was actually going to do. Because in the former ways, God, he split the Red Sea. but what He So he made dry land. But what he's doing here, he's going to use water. He's going to use the Holy Spirit. He's going to make a way in the wilderness. He's going to use Jesus to make a way, to give us victory, to help us through the wilderness. Isn't that an awesome thing? And as Pastor John said, If you're sitting here this morning and you don't actually have a relationship with Jesus, if you're never connected with Jesus in a real and powerful way, I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of the service to do so. It's going to be a very powerful moment, and I encourage you, lean in right now. Hear from God as we just unpack this scripture. Alrighty, so three things God wanted to develop me during that wilderness season. He wanted me to understand, number one, the power of serving a vision that's bigger than myself, okay? Because when I was in business back then, uh, it was literally all about me. It was how much money I could make, how successful I could be, how good I looked on stage when when I was teaching people how, how to do marketing, all that things. It was just me, me, me. But when God met me in that moment, he actually gave me a revelation. Hey David, it's not actually about you. It's about you worshipping me and then what I can do through you. And that's that's that servant-hearted spirit that he's looking for and he was looking to develop in me. Now, here's the thing. When you're in the wilderness, God's going to give you these tests. That's why it's a wilderness test. So he's going to check, has he got it yet? Has he got it yet? So it's not like overnight... I developed all these skills and things like that. This is the journey of my last eight years that I'm sharing here. But the thing is, it has got to be a starting point. So maybe today for you, it's a starting point. I'm going to start serving. I'm going to start putting God's needs. I'm going to put others' needs above mine. And I'm going to sign up. I'm going to serve. Or if you're like me, for me, it's actually business. So that's the vision that God gave us, Marina and I, back, um, back eight years ago. That it's, it's not about how much money I could make It's about defining a true purpose in my life. It's about, okay, you're already in business. You're you're on the right track, David, but I've got you in the wilderness right now because I want to course correct you. I want you to stop looking at your own bank account, and I want you to imagine what I could do when I get involved. That's what the Lord was saying to us. And he gave Marina and I a vision to rather than just be successful in business, he gave us a vision to actually build God's house. So it was kind of a switch. So rather than business being all about myself and meeting my needs, God gave me a mindset shift, and he showed me, I was like, hey, I want to actually use your business for my purpose. And for us, that was getting serious about tithing, It was getting serious about, okay, we're going to be vision builders. We're going to give into the house of God. We're going to use our business as a tool to build the kingdom. That's my calling. So it's not always here at church. I encourage you to serve here at church. I love serving here at church. I love saying hello to people out in the car park. I love serving um, on the board, leading my prayer group. So I want to encourage you in that. But for some of us, it's marketplace. For some of us, God's calling us to serve in schools. Whatever it is for you, here's what I encourage you. Ask God, God, what are you trying to do in this season? How can I not become about my business, but about the Father's business? Jesus came to serve. That's the very first thing that was recorded in the Bible when when his parents, when he was still in the temple and his parents left. That's not a good day when your parents forget about you. (laughs) I was forgotten once. My parents went on holidays and I was sleeping under the table and they drove away, came back 15 minutes later and realized they forgot me. (laughs) Not a good day. (laughs) Where's the love? (laughs) Anyway... Here was Jesus' response. Here was his response to when the parents came back. It's written in Luke 2.49. How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? It's the King James Version. (laughs) A little bit of old school here. (laughs) But don't you know that I must be about my father's business? That was the first words that were recorded about Jesus. So, church, here's the thing. I don't think God's calling us to serve so we, actually, um, so we actually discount ourselves, so we actually miss out. He's actually calling us to serve because that's what brings true happiness. That's what brings true fulfillment. That's why Jesus came, and that's what he's calling us to do. So point number one, church, if we want to be warriors, servant-hearted, worshiping warriors, we've got to get a vision greater than ourselves. And I encourage you, ask God, what is that vision for my life? Okay, is that good? That was the first thing God tried to teach me. Number two, oy, this, this may hurt for some people. I know it did for me, but what he was trying to do, he was trying to turn my complaining into worship. He was trying to turn my grumbling into praise, okay? Because we've got that bend where we just like to complain things. It's that flesh thing. It's that, it's just, it's sin. It's, it's things in our life where we go to complaining rather than praising God. Now, this is where streams of the wasteland in the Scripture actually becomes really powerful because the good news is you don't have to do it in your own strength. Yes, we may have this, this, fallen, um, this fallen nature in us, but that's where the Holy Spirit comes in and He actually wants that turn that around. He wants to actually enable you. Rather than thinking about all the stressful things and complaining, He actually wants to turn that around and turn that into worship. See, i, I got kids... I've got three kids and they just complain and complain and complain. I can tell people are getting triggered right now just me saying that. It's not fair. Why did Noah get to do that? Oh, it's not fair. I want to go to the birthday parties. Not fair. Oh, man, it, it triggers me. Anyone triggered? But you know what? We're not all that different. What, what do you think God's saying when he hears you complain about your situation, about what's going on? He's probably wondering, don't you know that I'm on the throne, that I've got this, that I'm right here, David? He wants to remove the complainer spirit and turn that into worship. I think of it, I think of it like this because here's, the Holy Spirit is so awesome. I love him. And that's why I pray every morning, he cleanses me. So it's, it's like a glass. And if you think about a glass with dirt on it, with grime on it, you can't see what's inside of that glass. You can't see the contents. But when the Holy Spirit comes in, whew, streams of water, it starts blasting that glass. It starts getting rid of that dirt, rid of that grime. And all of a sudden, it reveals who God's actually created you to be. He's created you to be in relationship with him. He's created you to worship him. That's what our that's that's why he created us, to bring him glory. Yes, we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to have success here on earth, but he created us to have a relationship with him and to worship him. So I encourage you every morning, wash yourself clean with the Holy Spirit. Turn that complaining, grumbling nature into worship and praise. It'll change your life. It changed my life. This is the thing that God was trying to develop in me eight years ago. Stop looking at your finances. Stop complaining where you are. Look to me. I am Jehovah Jireh. I am your provider, not your clients, not Google, not even you yourself. That's what he's saying to you right now. And it may be in different areas. For me, it was business. For you, you may be in a relationship right now and you don't see a way out. What's God trying to do in your heart? Is he trying to say, hey, maybe you should be serving your partner, your wife, your husband a little bit more. Is he saying, hey, in the mornings, rather than just getting straight into things, why don't you worship me? Get a spirit of worship on you and you'll actually look at the day in a whole new way. It may be in your workplace. And you're like, God, I can't feel you in this workplace. But I know you've called me here. And I'm serving you because you've said it. But I just don't feel like being here. Man, get the spirit of worship on you. That's that's one thing, Marina and I, it was non-negotiable for us eight years ago, and even now to this day, it's a little bit harder now with kids, but we just switch it around. One one day Marina comes, one day I come, and I'm talking about prayer meetings nights of worship and prayer. So Pastor Dan talked about revival prayer. It's not on this Tuesday, but it's on the following Tuesday. You know what can happen on those nights? The Holy Spirit can meet you right here and he can wash you clean. I believe that because he did it for me. And man, we've got something special coming up. It's um, on the 10th, 10th of October. i allow you to take out your phones right now only for this purpose, (laughs) to put it in your calendars because it's going to be a powerful night. It's going to be a night of worship and prayer. And you know what? Something powerful happens on those nights. And this is why Maureen and I pushed in. We're going to be there, not just on our own, but I want to worship with others. I want to pray with others. Because the Word says where two or three agree on anything, it shall be done by my Father. And the other thing that happens on nights of worship and prayer, it's an atmosphere thing. It's not just you with your voice. It's ten Fifteen, fifty, a hundred voices worshipping God. Man, that thing, it, that's going to be like not just water out of a tap. That's like a Karcher gurney coming on you and just blasting you clean. <laughs> I'm German, so I've got, a, I've got a soft spot for Karcher. It's actually, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is cool. Karcher's actually from my hometown in Vinenden. Very cool thing. But that's, that's, what, it's, that's what it's like. It's, it's, it's an atmosphere, and that's what Marina and I wanted to catch. We wanted to catch the spirit of worship when we're there. We wanted to be encouraged by others. That's the power of prayer meetings. That's the powers of night and worship. And then, and then here's the cool thing. We carry that spirit back into our home. We carry that spirit back into our workplace. That's the power of God. It's not just about yourself anymore. Now you get to create a place of worship to where you're called to. In your classroom if you're a teacher, in the council if you've got if you work in the council building, in your in your business, in your home, you bring worship into your home for your family. An atmosphere of worship in your home. That's what God's trying to create. So rather than, when we're in the wilderness, rather than complaining and grumbling, he wants to turn that into worship. So he wants to create in us a servant heart. It's not all about me. It's about you, God. And he wants to create a worshiper in you. Isn't that cool? Two things. The last thing, oh, this is where it gets, this gets powerful. I never knew about this power. I've been a Christian all my life, and I came to this church and it, 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 I think it took this wilderness test that we're in to teach us about this. And it's this, to pray like a warrior, to unleash the spirit of the warrior over your prayer life. Whew. It, it's powerful. Because here's the thing, the day that we decided, okay, God, I can't do this anymore, it didn't just pluck us out of that place and said, here you go, go back to your life, you're all good now. He didn't just send a $60,000 check, pay off your debts, live happily ever after. It didn't happen that way. (laughs) Marina and I had to fight for it. And it's not like it changed day one it was like, okay, I'm turning up again. I'm clothing myself in your spirit. I'm putting on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. I take up my sword in the spirit and I'm going to stand on the word and I'm going to pray with power. I'm going to declare that God's word is true. I'm going to declare his truths over my life. I'm going to pray, God, send me me scriptures that you want me to stand on. That's what it takes. God taught me two things in that season in terms of becoming a warrior. Number one, he gave me a hunger of prayer. So maybe for you today, that's all it is. You don't pray much in the mornings or it's, it's far between. Why don't you start praying for a hunger for prayer? Because here's what God taught me. He taught me how to get into his presence in the morning, that I'm his son, that he loves me, that he's for me. That's a, the, Paul talks about it. It's a renewing of the mind. That's powerful prayer. It's declarative prayer. It's warfaring prayer. It's the prayer of a warrior. It might be quiet, but man, it builds something big inside of you. God taught me how to pray in the fourth dimension. We had a series about this. You start seeing things in the spirit and you start declaring those things. You start saying, that's mine. That's what God has for me. And you start taking ownership in in the spirit. And third, God taught me how to warfare. Because I tell you, the the first few months, even the first year or two, the next year, we didn't go forward. We actually started going backwards in our finances. So I had to fight for it. And that might be you today. You're like, man, I've been praying for this. I've been believing you're there. But it's just getting worse and worse. Maybe in this season, God's trying to awaken the spirit of the warrior. Come on. That's the first thing. The second thing God did to me, he got me hungry for his word. Oh. I, I didn't know too many scriptures before I even came to this, to this church. I knew the stories, thank mom and dad, that they always had Bible stories on. So I knew, we call it the logos. I knew what God, his, his, um, his, his word is. I knew his truths. But I got hungry for it. I wanted more of it. And the other thing is, I pray that the Holy Spirit would bring his word alive to me. A rhema word would jump out at me, that his word would come alive. We talked about this um, when we talked about the, um, the armor of God, At the sword of the Spirit. It's a rhema word because it cuts through. When you're in the wilderness, maybe you need a rhema word to actually get you out of that. Maybe God wants to give you a rhema word, and it's like, you have, you've been praying your own prayers, but I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to stand on the word of God like this, because that's what it means for your life. It'll come personal for you, for your situation. One of the words, uh, one of the scriptures that came alive to us, it's written in Matthew 11, verse 12. This is going to wake the worry in you. And from those days of John the Baptist, until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. It's not just a pretty place in the spiritual atmosphere. This word says right here that the kingdom of heaven suffers much violence. That means that the violent take it by force. Now this goes both ways. The devil can take things by force. The Bible says he comes to kill, steal, uh, steal, kill, <laughs> steal, kill and destroy. He doesn't want you to have God's promises. He wants to take it all away. That's what I realized in this this season. And then here's how God spoke to me in this scripture. He said, I want you to start praying violent prayers, faith-filled prayers, declarative prayers, not just pretty prayers, not just flowery prayers. God, you are a good God. They're awesome. I love them. But then there's got to be a turning point where it's like, okay, we're going into warfare because I'm taking back the things that God has promised me. So if you're in a season right now where you feel like you've been robbed, start praying declarative prayers. Start declaring, I'm going to come and I'm going to come back. And it's not through my strength, but it's through what God has said to me. Because here's how Jesus did it in the wilderness. He was tempted himself. See, it's not just like this was the son of God. He himself was tempted by the devil, but he stood on the word of God and he was was a warrior and started declaring. He said, it is written. That's how he replied. And here's the thing. When you start declaring the word of God, oh, you'll feel this right now. He has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Use that scripture. That's the fighting scripture. That's what gets you, gets you pumped up. You awaken the warrior inside of you when you start declaring it. When you start saying things like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It may not look like it right now, but I'm going to declare it. I might feel like I'm only a small little man, and I am short. In the, in the reality of it. But you know what? In the spiritual realm, I am a warrior. That's what I'm declaring. And it's not because of who I am, but because of Christ in me. Because the word says, greater is he who's in me than he is of this world. Church, we've got to start declaring the scriptures. Come on, let's stir ourselves up. Let's stand right now, church. We're going to start declaring some scriptures together. I want to. I, I know that God wants to do something here this morning, and it's this. He wants to release the spirit of the warrior over C3 powerhouse, that we would not be a church that lets the devil steal, kill, and destroy. I believe God's calling us to be warriors, and we stand. We stand strong, and we say this, it is risen, it is written, if my God is for me, then who can be against me? Church, let's say that. If my God is for me, who can be against me? If my God is for me, who can be against me? Start getting that alive inside of you. It is written, but my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Start declaring that. But my God will supply all of my needs. He is Jehovah Jireh. He can supply all of your needs. This is powerful, church. Start declaring scripture. Start filling, uh, praying faith-filled prayers. It is written. I love this one. Oh, with man, this is impossible. Who knows it? But with God, all things are possible. It is written. That's how God wants you to warfare. To fight with the scripture, with his word. Let it come alive inside of you. Then I could be talking about this for hours and hours because it has changed my life. It has changed not just the circumstantial area of my life, but it has changed my thinking, how I go about my day. God wants to develop that in us during this wilderness season. If you're in one, I believe, as I said earlier on, God wants to unleash the spirit of the warrior over this church. And he wants to do it right now. In a moment like this, there's something that comes on you. A spirit thing comes alive inside of you. And we're going to pray together. If you're feeling dry, if you feel like you're in the the wilderness season right now, I want to invite you to come out right now. We're going to pray together. I'm going to ask the ministry team, if you can please join us.